to talk tonight. We got, are y'all ready for the word? Yeah. Glory to God about developing your faith for the report of the Lord. Developing your faith for the report of the Lord. John chapter 10, uh, beginning at verse 7, says this. It says, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep, watch this, did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. That means he shall go in and out and he shall be able to eat freely. Are you hearing me? But verse 10, we, we, this is a very famous passage of scripture. We know this. We hear this all the time. It says, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. He says, I am come that they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. And I love how it goes in the Amplified Bible that they might have and enjoy life to the full till it overflows. People of God, I want you to understand that this is the report of the Lord. That we shall have life and have it to the full till it overflows. But look, watch this. The reason I jump back to verse 7. He says, then said Jesus unto them, verily I say unto you, I am the door of the way of the sheep. And he says, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. Can I suggest to you that there's always going to be two reports? There will be the report of the Lord and then there's going to be the report of the world. And the report of the world is designed to take, to steal, to remove the things that God has in store for your life. And I ask you this question, who shall believe the report of the Lord? And so that's why we're talking tonight about faith. Developing our faith for the report of the Lord, of the Lord. Turn to Isaiah 53. Glory to God. I got Bible for you here tonight. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word? Hallelujah. Well, Isaiah 53, beginning at verse one, it says, who have believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. And as a root out of a dry ground, he have no form nor comeliness. And when, he sh- and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. As we hid, as it were, our faces from him, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely... He had borne our griefs and carried out sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Here's another report of the Lord. And he was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So here is another report. So I told you when we started out that there will always be the report of the Lord and then the report of the world. Are you with me so far? Okay, let's go. Let's go to work. The word report is defined as a spoken or written account of something that one has observed, heard, done, or investigated. For example, the representative on the news might report that there's a poor economy in the world system. Are you hearing me? We turn on the news and they give out a report every night, every morning when you watch the eyewitness news. The word report is also 
uh, defined as to present oneself formally as having arrived at a particular place or as ready to do something. And then the noun form, it says a report is an account given of a particular matter, especially in the form of an official document after thorough investigation or consideration by an appointed person or body. A report also is a sudden loud noise or like an explosion or gunfire. For example, if you hear the bang, the blast, there is a report of a gun. So sometimes in life, there's going to be two different reports. There's going to be the report of the Lord. But then there's going to be the report of wind. So when the wind is blowing in your life, you're going to have a different report at times that are contrary to the report of the Lord. But the report of the Lord says, first of all, that we are healed by his stripes. It means that we are already healed. So that means if you're dealing with sickness, there might be the wind of another report blowing in your life. But yet if you understand and get to the place where you can develop your faith to believe and receive the report of the Lord, you'll know that I'm already healed by the stripes of Jesus. Therefore, this sickness that is trying to come up on my body is on me illegally. And so I have the right and the responsibility to jump in this word to saturate myself so that I can believe and be in position to receive the report of the Lord. I don't care what the news anchor says about the economy. The report of the Lord says that he shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and to his glory. The report of the Lord says that this earth is his and the fullness thereof and they that dwell there in. So if you understand what the report of the Lord says, it'll come against the report of the world. Are you hearing me, people of God? Hallelujah. And so we, we, we even as we look at Isaiah uh, 53 and 5, it says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And it says, it says, but he was wounded, hallelujah, for our transgressions. He was bruised and it says, by his stripes, we are healed. So watch this, the word Healed means to be made whole. The word healed means to be restored back to your original proper place and intent. So if you are healed and you are made whole, you are restored back to the place that God has intended for you. You are restored back to the place how God has made you. So even if you're dealing with sickness, but it's not only limited to sickness. You are healed in your mind, according to the report of the Lord. You are healed of low thinking, according to the report of the Lord. You are healed, made whole, restored back to the place that God intended for you. People of God, if you get this, I'm telling you, you will be ready to bite the back out of things that are coming into your life today. So I need you to turn your ears on and hear me today as we journey through the world, through the word of God. Hallelujah. Turn Isaiah 55. Let's go two pages over. Can we do that? One page in my Bible, one page over. I'm making it convenient for you tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's God's desire, people of God, for you to reap the benefits of personally upgrading your faith. Here's one of the things that I love about Apple. Where's my, I don't have my phone, but listen. One of the things I love about Apple is that there is a platform... That set up that they push out upgrades. And I just got a new upgrade. And so even when I go to work now on my Apple, it's saying, okay, it looks on my calendar and it says, okay, you got to be here in order to get here. Traffic is unusually heavy, which that's the case every day. But it told me this morning, I just noticed this thing from the upgrade on my Apple device that I had to leave by 8.05 in order to get where I had to be going on time. 
But what I love about Apple is that there is a platform in place that's already ready. That's always ready to receive the upgrade, to receive the increase, to receive the improvement. So people of God, what I want you to understand today that we got to make ourselves platforms to receive the upgrade that the word of God has for our lives. You got to receive the platform. You got to be the platform. Okay. Okay. Let me prove it to you in the word Isaiah 55. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to verse eight. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher, as the heavens are upgraded, than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. And so for as the rain coming down, so what he's saying here, he's not saying that he's just big old God. He's saying, I'm calling you people of God for an upgrade. I'm calling you people of God to lift your level of thinking to come and match mine, to get up here with mine. I, I can prove it to you in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 because it says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God has in store for them that love him and are called according to his purpose. He says, but yet I have revealed it to you. I have revealed it to you, even in the beginning, glory to God. When we read that first scripture, he says he has revealed it to them. Uh, can somebody say that them means me? So because God has revealed it to us, he has called us to this place called upgrade. He requires us to upgrade our thinking daily. Glory to God. Okay, y'all look at him. Go to Romans chapter 12, verse 3. I got Bible. Hallelujah. Can I teach tonight? Glory to God. So Romans chapter 12 says this in verse 3. It says, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure. Somebody say the measure of faith. Tell your neighbor, you got the measure. And I got the measure. What are you doing with your measure? This message is entitled Developing Your Faith for the Lord's Report. So developing your faith, also what I'm saying to you today is that it requires an upgrade. It requires you to make yourself like Apple. The word of God says that, look, he says it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. In other words, for upgrade. So as you journey into the word of God, you're going to always be subject to an upgrade. And we got to make ourselves so pliable and in a position where we can receive no matter who's speaking. As long as it's the word of God, you can receive the upgrade. But what happens is sometimes we get so proud, we can't understand that God is trying to upgrade you. He's trying to get you to a better place. He's trying to change your way of thinking. He's trying to get you to come up to the level of his word and everything that he's already established before you. He says, he says, look, I know the plans I have for you to prosper you, to give you a future that you hope for. He says, before you were even in your mother's womb, hey, I knew you and I set you apart according to purpose. And then he says in Romans 8, 28, hey, everything works together according to for the good of those who love God and are called according to purpose. So everything according to purpose. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And if we keep reading, if we keep journeying through Isaiah 55, 
There's enough word right here for the whole night. Verse 10 says, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and make of it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. It says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return. It shall not go out and come back to me, boy. But once the word of the Lord is released, it's going to go out there and get what it's supposed to get and bring it back to your life. So if you're in a position where you're releasing the word of God, it's got to go out, grab what it is you sent it out to get and bring it back to your life. Hallelujah. So when you are connected and aligned to the word of God, you can expect it to go out. You can expect it to bring back success for your life. You can expect it to go out with joy and be led forth in peace. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what you're trying to accomplish. It doesn't matter what obstacles you're facing. The word of God takes precedence and it trumps every obstacle. Do I have any spades players in the house? I know I got some people that play spades or even bid whiz. So when you play the game of spades, what I love about the game of spades, I don't care what the other player has. If you're holding the ace of spades, that card trumps everything. And so when you when, when, when you know you got the ace of spades, you, you, y'all done been in some spades games. I got some spades players in the house. When you put that, sometimes they put it on their forehead, but 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 when they get ready to put it down on the table, it's like it's like okay, you, you take it off your forehead or whatever, and you and you put it down on the table because you know that the ace of spades, baby, is going to trump everything. Well, I'm here to tell you, people of God, that you got the ace of spades for your life. <laughs> Hallelujah! You got the ace of spades for whatever situation that you might face. You got the ace of spades for when the world says that you should be poor, when the world says. You should be in lack when the world says that you can't have it. I got the ace of spades in the word of God. And all I got to do is put the gauntlet down and understand that I know that I know that I know that I know that my God and his word trumps everything in the name of Jesus. So I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care what wind is blowing in your life. You got the ace of spades, baby. And all you got to do is play that card. And once you play that card, you win. Hallelujah! Is there anybody excited about the fact that as long as you play your ace, you're going to win the game? I don't know about you, but I'm more than a conqueror by the power of the word of God. And I know that I know that I know that I know that by the word of God, I win. Despite what the world might say. Hallelujah. Glory to God, I didn't preach myself happy today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. world reports whereas the world will report that one in three black men will go to prison 
The report of the Lord says that your future is bright. Whereas the world will report that because you didn't grow up with your daddy in the home. And it says that you're four times more likely to be in poverty. The report of the Lord says that he is a father to the fatherless and even a defender of the widows so even if you lost your spouse up in here the report of the Lord says he's a defender of the widows therefore despite your earthly situation in this world you can by the power of your ace which is the word of God and you will win hallelujah because the report of the Lord says he's committed to my success because he's committed to my success if God be for us then who can all the world be against us in the name that's above every name it's that name of Jesus the name above cancer the name above sickness the name above poverty the name above lack it's the name of abundance it's the sound of peace it's the sound of joy to the full till it overflows in the name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah glory to the name of Jesus Report of the Lord says that the report of the Lord says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. So even though the world's report might say that one in two men and one in three women will get cancer, there's a report of the Lord that says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health your soul prospers and what I want you to do people of God is come into revelation of the power of revelation of his word and the power of revelation of his report hallelujah hallelujah so what shall we do with the report of the Lord I'm glad you asked me today because here's what we gotta do Hallelujah. Okay, I didn't preach. Can I teach now? Number one, you have to hear, release, and work the word of the Lord. You've got to hear, release, and work the word of the Lord. Okay, I got Bible for you. Turn to, turn to Matthew chapter 5. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's sober up and get this, get this word here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We got work to do. Matthew chapter 5. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Beginning at verse 25. Can I talk to you today? Hallelujah. So, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's see, I got that. That's, is it? Let me get it for you. Glory to God. 
I want you to get this. Hallelujah. Yeah, so it's Mark. It's Mark. I had you in Matthew. It's Mark 25. Mark chapter 5. Beginning at verse 25. And it says, A certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. I can stop right there. So this woman had some wind that was blowing in her life. She lived according to a report that was contrary to the report of the Lord for 12 years. So 12 years. And and, and I'm going to prove it to you as we keep going through this scripture. It says that, and she had suffered many things of many physicians. So that means that she had gone to the doctors over these 12 years. And she received reports from the doctors that were contrary to the report of the Lord. Are, are, Are you with me? And on top of that, in order to get this report that was contrary to the report of the Lord, it says, and she spent all that she had. So she paid for a report that was contrary to the report of the Lord. And, 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 and nothing was bettered, but rather her situation grew worse. So she paid good money, life savings, 12 years for a report that was contrary to the truth. Okay, okay, I, this is good to me. Are you, are you all following me here? But when she had heard of Jesus, somebody say she heard. And I just told you, you got to hear, you got to release, and then you got to work. So first thing is, first things first, she heard the report of the Lord, which was something that was contrary to the report and the winds of the world, the report and the winds of the doctors. How many have been in situations where they received a report according to doctors? I can't stand when you go to the doctor and they ask you about your family history. Who got cancer in your family? Who got diabetes in your family? Who has high blood pressure in your family? Well, I say, look, I'm born again. (laughs) Cleansed by the blood of the lamb. So ain't no history in my bloodline. Because when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior, my bloodline was cleansed. Hallelujah. The report of the Lord. So what you got to do is fix your mouth to line up. My God in heaven, I think y'all getting it tonight with the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. So, so when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. But watch this before. That was the work. That was the work. Somebody said that was the work. That was the work. But before she proceeded from what she had heard to do the work. What did it say in verse 28? It says, for she said. So that means she released out of her mouth 
the report of the Lord that she had heard. If you read through these chapters, Jesus was healing all up and down the street. Everywhere you go, people with leprosy was being healed. Blind people were seeing. It was just going down. And so the report of the Lord was running rampant through the land. And somehow that report got to her. And, I, and if I could just say, we ought to be thankful that we are in a position where the report of the Lord is coming to us fresh Sunday after Sunday. Power service after power service. But we got to get to the place. Oh I'm, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. Uh, she heard the report of the Lord and then she endeavored to work it by pushing in the press and going to touch the hem of his garment. Are you hearing me, people of God? I, I need you to get this. I need you to get it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So she heard that report and she worked it. Now watch what happens here. It says, and straightway. Somebody tell me, please, what the straightway mean? Right now, right away, immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. So now after 12 years of living a lie, 12 years of living a report that was contrary to the truth of the Lord. Watch this. It was because of her act of revelation. It was because of the fact that she came into alignment with what the report of the Lord says that she could have and says that she was healed and who she was because it was already established in the Old Testament that by his stripes, Isaiah 53, we are healed. So now she's coming into revelation of the Lord's report and immediately... I need you all to catch that. You see, some of us, God's waiting to to do some things in our lives, but he's waiting for us to come in alignment with the word of God. Oh, okay. Let me help you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You have to So number one was hear, release, and work the word of God. Number two, you've got to saturate your life with faith. Say, I must saturate my life with faith. Now watch this. To saturate is to treat, furnish, Or charge something to the point when no more can be absorbed, dissolved, or retained. How many of us can say that according to that definition that we have saturated our lives with faith? So when we look at that definition, that means that there's always this room for a renewing And an upgrade, going back to the Apple example, we got to remain like Apple so we can always continuously be in position to receive the upgrade, to receive the increase, to receive another level, a higher level, a higher way, a higher way of speaking, a higher way of doing things and thinking about things. Are you hearing me, people of God? You got to saturate, you got to treat yourself. You have to furnish and charge yourself with something to the point where where no more can be absorbed. Can we say that we have exhausted the word of God where, oh my God, no more can be absorbed? I'll tell you, when, that, when, when you can, can, can use your faith to demand the things that you need immediately. Immediately. You can walk in a situation and somebody needs healing, you say, be healed. Immediately. 
Are you hearing me? God is calling us to that place where we have saturated so much in our faith that we're giving out what he requires for us to do in this earth. And that we can, and it's a continuous process. Because as you release faith, you got to go back and get more faith. As you work faith project after faith project, you got to go back and get more faith project. I, I've been reflecting over our lives and operating in faith for the report requires this saturation in the word. And let me help you. I don't, I don't watch empire or, or such foolishness because I need to be operating in faith as opposed to foolishness. The Bible says that I have to guard my heart because out of my heart flows the issues of life. So I don't watch garbage because I got to be flowing. Oh, I lost some people. That's okay. I lost some of y'all. But look, look, I don't have time for that. Because my thinking has to be in faith. Listen to me. My music is faith. My life must be saturated with faith. So my music has to be faith. All things are working toward my good because he's intentional. Are you hearing me, people of God? My music has to be faith. My friends have to be faith. The people around me have to be faith-based. There has to be a purpose. We were, we were telling a couple, uh, a couple of weeks ago that, listen, what's the purpose of those relationships? What's the purpose of the people in your life? They have to be edifying you. They have to be Increasing your faith. You got to saturate your life with faith on every front. So that's the reason I don't, I don't keep a lot of company around me. Because my friends must be of like faith. I chose my wife. Come on, single people, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Because of faith. After I saw past her beauty. Can I be real, brothers? I looked. And I saw her faith. And, and, and because of Matthew 18, 19 that says, whatsoever two or, or of you agree upon, it shall be done unto you. So when choosing a spouse, come on, single ladies, single brothers, uh, I had to see her faith. And, and, and Pastor taught a message a couple of weeks ago that your faith must be keen and it must be seen. Okay. And I remember this preacher coming to me and I, and I understood better what he says. He didn't know anything about her. But he perceived her. He says, Son, your choice and your wife was very, you got a very keen eye. And later I understood what he meant because, see, when I looked at this girl here, I saw the possibilities of faith. I saw the possibilities of us joining our faith. And that means I don't care what it is. If we join our faith together, the word says that whatsoever two come together as touching and agreeing, it shall be done. So when you go to choose your spouse, you better be choosing somebody who you can join your faith with so that you all can accomplish anything. That's why when we look back over our lives and then we developed our faith over these years. I, I, I was reflecting over different things that we've done. I was reflecting on the different levels that God took us. We're celebrating our, our oldest daughter's fourth birthday. But as I reflect upon it, I go back to a time when we were believing the word of God to have her. Are you hearing me, people of God? When the doctor said because of stuff that was going on that it shouldn't look like she should be able to have a baby. So I'm here to tell you, people of God, that even if, if the doctor or the world's report says miscarriage, I got a report of the Lord that says, according to my tithe, that my uh, bind shall not cast before time. Are you hearing me? And so because we operated in the word of faith, we released it out of our mouth and then we worked it. Hallelujah. Some of y'all catch that later at home. Some of y'all catch that later. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we worked our faith to have children. 
we worked our faith when we were selling and buying properties. You hear me say it's not a, a buyer's market. That's a revelation I got. It's not a seller's market. It's a believer's market. And so I'm telling you whether you're trying to buy a house or sell a house I don't care what side of the closing table you're sitting on. It is a believer's market. I don't care what the economy says that it's, it's, that it's favorable for buyers or it's favorable for sellers. You got to understand and know that you know that it's a believer's market baby. Hallelujah. So we worked our faith step by step. And what I learned is you got to start at different levels. Maybe you got to have faith to get a bus pass before you can get your car. Maybe you got to have faith to get your car before you can get your house. Are you hearing me, people of God? But wherever you are, I don't care. You've got the measure. You better work it and develop it from level to level. I can remember we were using our faith because God had us on certain things. And you got to be able to hear what God says. He says, he says, he, I, I want you to buy your cars outright. So we had to work our faith to do that. So we drive uh, uh, debt free. And so he gave us this vision for being debt free in life. And so now our faith says we got to get our home debt free. Are you hearing me? But even though, even our home, God will put you in a million dollar home that you didn't have to pay a million dollars for. Are you hearing me, people of God? I know that I know that I know what I speak because I'm living this word of God and I'm seeing it manifest in every area of my life. He'll put you in a million dollar house, in a million dollar neighborhood where the people say you don't belong, where the people say you shouldn't be there, where the world's report said you shouldn't be there. But the word of God says, hallelujah, that he shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and his glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright according to his word and according to purpose that all things must work together according to for those who love the Lord and are called according to purpose. Hallelujah. But we didn't get there overnight. There were other faith projects leading up to it. Hallelujah. So now we walk in our new home and we're celebrating that thing. And we honor God for that thing. But it was a process getting there. A lot of people don't understand the, the three years that we, that we spent doing it, the journey that we, that we spent getting there. That, that, and the process that, that we went trying to get the, the upgrade in our thinking when, when we were going to buy properties. But God said to pull out three days before the closing because that's not the place that I have for you. See, what I told you earlier is that everything that God has done, watch this, if, God, if, if you can think it, watch this. If God placed it, okay, here we go. If God placed it in your heart. Catch this. Please catch this. If God placed it in your heart, that means that he has already done and exceeded. Okay, let me help. They got it. Okay. If God placed it in your heart, that means that he's already done and exceeded it. Because his word in Ephesians 3.20 says that he will do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or even think, or even hope. So if he has placed it in your heart, he has already done, oh, somebody's getting it back there, and exceeded it. But yet he's waiting for you to come into revelation of what it is that he's already done. He, he, he says, I know the plans that I have for you to prosper you to give you a future that you hope for he, he, he says that before you were even in your mother's womb I set you apart according to 
purpose. That means I established some things on your behalf, but I'm waiting for you to come into the manifestation of my word, into the manifestation of what it is that I already have for you. Are you hearing me, people of God? Glory to God. So you got to have the rock of revelation. So here, release and work the word. Number two was saturate your life with faith. In other words, saturate your life with the word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then my final point for tonight, I only got two minutes and 49, 48, 47 seconds. I had the privilege of meeting with one of my mentors today. A millionaire. And I have people, we have people in our lives according to purpose. We don't don't waste time with boogers. Because we got to saturate our lives with faith. And so my mentor looked at me as we were ending our meeting. And he said, Terrence, this one thing describes my life. He says, I have a tendency to boil things down to one word. And this is the thing that describes my life and how I've obtained everything, how I continue to have success after success. You know what the word is? Gratitude. So my third point for you tonight of what you have to do to develop your faith, you have to apply your faith with gratitude. Turn to Colossians chapter 3. Hallelujah. So apply your faith with gratitude. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. And it says this. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. So if you're doing it in the name of the Lord Jesus, watch this. You're doing it according to his report. But it says, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God And the Father by him. And so when I think back over my life. And I look back at the opportunities that God has used to stretch me. And how he's allowed me to develop my faith. I understood and what my mentor was trying to impart into me today. He says look. He says life is not about what you have to do. But life is about what you get to do. So in other words, I don't have to come here and preach the word of God to the precious people of God. I get to do it. And so if I posture myself with a level of gratitude about what I get to do, it shifts and changes my perspective about what I'm doing and it frees me up to be able to do it with a level of excellence 
to a place where your lives will be transformed because I understand that I get to do it. And it also allows me to be in a position where my life is transformed because I understand that it is a privilege to serve you. I understand that I get to do this. I understand that through this process, God is working something on my behalf, that God is teaching me something. So you don't have to go to work in the morning. You get to go to work in the morning. Are you hearing me? If you understand that there are so many people that don't even have jobs that wish they had a job, you get to go to work in the morning. And even in that process, God is using that situation to develop you. But when you begin to shift your thinking to a place called gratitude and begin to apply your faith, you can understand and be able to receive that God is doing something for me, that God is using this thing because all things are working together for my good because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose. So I don't care what's going down. I get to do this because God is working something on the inside of me. God is developing me to a place where I can be better. God has positioned me to be in a, a place called upgrade. I got to make myself like Apple. You see, if I wasn't like that, if I didn't have a platform that could be upgraded, I wouldn't be able to receive the words from a mentor that was God sent. Are you hearing me, people of God? So you got to apply your faith with gratitude. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God is waiting for you to receive revelation that produces the faith that is needed to align up with his report. Are you hearing me, people of God? And when you begin to look at life as opportunities, you'll begin to line up with the word of God. You'll begin to line up with the report of God. You'll begin to understand that God is developing you, that God is strengthening you, that God is preparing you to go to the next level. Hallelujah. I get to manage my home. I I get to manage my properties. I get to manage my mother-in-law's property because I'm learning some things that's preparing me for my empire. Are you hearing me, people of God? So I understand that every bit of service that I do, I get to preach the word of God to you because I'm learning and I'm learning how God is going to move and work through me because I get to do it. He's developing me. He's developing me for my empire. He's developing me for TKC Ministries. Are you hearing me, people of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there are great things that's attached to what the word of the Lord has in store for your life. So I need you to apply your faith with gratitude. I get to raise my children. I get to celebrate my daughter's fourth birthday. I get to be a daddy. I get to be a husband. I get to be a pastor. I get to be a director. I get to do it. Are you hearing me, people of God? Hallelujah. I had the privilege of living with, we had the privilege of living. We got to live with our parents for three years. Are you hearing me? See, some of y'all can't look at it like that. We, 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 we got to live out of boxes for three years. We got to do that. It was a privilege to do that. Because God was shifting us to a place. And listen, 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 look here. You, you know, you, you got to develop your faith. And I, and I told my wife, I have the saying now, I says, I admire your faith. So when we were walking through our home for the first time, and God had me on faith this entire year. I didn't know what was going down. And my wife, she put her head down. I said, pick up your faith. And she did. And so then when we got to the place where we were in contract, like I told you, we, we, we received a million dollar house that we didn't have to pay a million for. 
But after we got in contract and we were in agreement, and we were in contract for our house, this girl here, her faith was picked up then. She had the audacity to show me a house that really cost $1.5 million. And at first, I was tripping like, man, we just put our faith on this. Then the Holy Spirit said, ah! Pick your faith up. And I said, and I corrected myself. You got to be, you got to, the word is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. You got to be corrected. And so I corrected myself and said, you're right. Yeah, let's look at our next place. So this girl hit and already picked out the next one. That really cost a million and a half. And that's cool. Because I really, holy, I received. See, the Bible says, how be it when he, the Holy Spirit of truth, has come. He's going to guide you and show you all truth and show you things to come. Lord, I remember we were, we were going to buy another house. A few months back. But it was beneath the standard that God had for us. We were trying to make sense out of some things. We were trying to make it align with what we were comfortable doing. And God pulled me out two days before we were in the service. And service was just crazy in the midst of worship. He says, get out. We risk losing earnest money and everything. But when God speaks, it doesn't matter. But because he's a God that will do exceeding abundantly above all, you can act, stink, or hope. He fixed that thing that even though we pulled out of a contract that was two days before closing, that he returned our earnest money back to us and set us up to get the blessing that he really had for us. But yet he was waiting for these past three years for us to line up. I remember another property. It's been a long journey. And, 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 and we had put seed, even in the church, we, we marked the seed and named it and named the 720 Geneva and all of that and named it like, yeah, that's our, our house, man, yeah. And it didn't happen. But I told you in that, in, in that earlier point that you got to hear, release, and then work the word of the Lord. So every time we were in a place of disappointment, because sometimes that's going to happen. What I released out of my mouth is that God's got something better for us. Because according to Ephesians 3.20, he will do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask, think, or hope. So I was in a place where God was waiting for us to come into alignment. And I believe that's what the, the, the truth of the matter with the people of God. That he's always waiting for you to come into alignment with the will of God for your life. Are you hearing me, people of God? But just think how powerful it is when... We not only get revelation of what's to come, but we approach every situation with gratitude for what has already been done and established. Because as I told you, if you can conceive of it, if God put it on your heart to think about it, I don't care what it is. It may be a certain home, a certain neighborhood, a certain status in your bank account, a certain job, a, a, a husband, a, a, if, you, if it's in your heart and God put it there, that means he's already done and exceeded it. Clap your hands and give God praise for the word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I receive. Glory to God. I receive. Hallelujah. Oh, come on and clap your hands for the word of God. 
Receive your upgrade today. Receive your upgrade today. Receive your ace of spades today. Hallelujah. That's good news today. Hallelujah.